a California firm has won the right to build a $250 million media production facility in Toronto. And for more on that, let's welcome in our good friend, longtime film critic, Peter Howell joins us now here on Global News Radio. Peter, good afternoon. Happy Friday. Good afternoon, Jeff. Happy Friday to yourself. Okay, uh, tell us a bit about this. I mean, this is a huge investment, $250 million. What is this going to mean for uh, TV film production here in the city of Toronto? Well, this what they call the Basin Media Hub. is going to be like nine acres down at uh, Commissioner Street and west of Leslie Street. Um, you know, I, just looking at any time you could combine artistic production and job creation, that sounds like a good thing for Toronto. I know the city's been trying to get it. You know, it, uh, in 2019, there was a record, um, uh, like two, 343 film and TV productions in Toronto, bringing in $2.2 billion and uh, creating about 44,500 jobs. So it's a, it's a big deal, and this could really uh, add a lot to it. Okay, tell us a bit about your experience and what you've seen over the years, because you've been pretty much uh, in this uh, from the yeah. ground floor, uh, really, and seen sort of Hollywood North uh, take off. I mean, it's just astounding uh, what we're seeing happening, uh, you know, today and into the future, really. Yeah, well, I remember, I mean, I'm old enough. Uh, in other words, I'm a very old guy, which is true. But I'm old enough <laughs> to remember when it was like having anybody show up in Toronto that, that had to do with like rock concerts or, or movies or anything. It was like it was like a big deal. And now it's like, you know, I was just going over the list of some of the movies that have been filmed in Toronto over the years. Like, you know, um, Guillermo del Toro, he did Nightmare Alley, which if you see the current uh, trailer for it, uh, it's opening next month. Um, you know, Bradley Cooper and Kate Blanchett. It, part of it was filmed at the, the R.C. Harris water plant and, and the beach where other movies have been made. You know, you can see that right in the trailer. Um, he also made The Shape of Water there, which won Best Picture at the Oscars. Chicago was filmed in Toronto. It won Best Picture at the Oscars. You know, Suicide Squad, the first Suicide Squad was filmed here. Uh, Resi the Resident Evil films were filmed here. Goodwill Hunting, which won a uh, screenplay Oscar for Matt Damon and, and Ben Affleck. Um, you know, My Big Fat Greek Wedding. They're just There's an endless series of uh, films and television shows. Uh, Toronto, Hollywood North was sort of an aspirational title in the 70s, but it's become like an absolute reality now. Okay, so what is it about Hollywood North? What is it about Toronto that has and continues to uh, lure some of these uh, big movies and these big productions? Well, we have the talent. I mean, there's there's no aspect of filmmaking or television production that we don't have a really high quality of, and people recognize that around the world. Um, and we still have uh, abundant land. I mean, I was, I was just talking to a producer friend this morning, and he was telling me that just having this downtown is a big deal because so much of what we have now is in the suburbs, which you know involves a lot more driving. The, the talent has to be taken out there. They'd rather be downtown, a downtown hotel. So a downtown location like this is fantastic for them. Um, also, you have the advantage of the Canadian dollar. It's still like, what, 20 30% difference, which, which obviously Hollywood studios are happy to have. And um, so Canada is still seen as a highly desirable place to make movies and TV shows. Um, it took a bit of a dip, obviously, last year because production was shut down for months because of COVID. It's coming back now and you know, coming back in a big way, which this, which this signifies. So um, it's a very positive thing. My, my only worry about it, it's awfully close to the Leicester Street spit, like that you know, wonderful... You know, you know, accidental paradise, they call it. I like right. to walk there every day, and I hope it's not too close, but it's pretty close. Okay, $250 million, this media production center. Is this obviously the next evolution then for Toronto and Hollywood North? I mean, are we going to see some things here, like I'm thinking about huge, maybe sound studios, state-of-the-art sound studios that we don't have currently? Yeah, I mean, this alone will have eight sound stages, plus a workshop and production support space, as they said in the Star Story. Um 
Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, the, the, I think you're going to see a lot more of this investment happening. I mean, we, we're always competing in Canada with uh, Vancouver and with Montreal, but I think this puts us in a really good space. So is this a, the kind of facility once it's built? And by the way, what's the timeline for this? Do we know when this will be up and running? I think they're saying 2023, aren't they? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 2023 and beyond, I mean, does this... Starts construction in 2023, so, uh, you know, I guess forward from there, you're looking at least probably two, three years. So, yeah, I mean, mid-2020s. Mid um, so is this going to make Toronto uh, even more so of a it destination for film production then, do you think? Because it's just going to be so state-of-the-art? Well, you know what they said in that film we talked about this summer? If you build it, they will come. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> We, if you keep building the, the, the infrastructure, which is a big deal, um, I think another advantage, too, is that uh, the Biden administration is signaling that it wants to really sort of turn inwards and have a lot of America-made stuff, America first. So it's really nice to see an investment from an American firm in here, uh, you know, that kind of goes against that trend. I, I hope that uh, the Biden administration doesn't become so protectionist that we see less of this. But I think the trend line is good that we're getting this investment and it creates jobs. And, you know, um, many, many years ago, I was a labor reporter and uh, I was always aware of how much a big investment in job creation has many spin-off effects. Like for every primary job that's created, there's like three other support ones, you know, restaurants, um, you know, uh, you know, t uh, transportation services, even things like dry cleaners and, uh, and, and shopping centers, hotels. All that comes through when you have a major investment like this. Yeah, the spinoff effects are just uh, incredible. Uh, absolutely. Uh, by the way, that uh, Buy American First or that American First uh, policy, we're going to talk a little bit more about that in depth coming up at the uh, bottom of the hour with an economist. So uh, stick around I'll for listen. that. Yeah, I will. Yeah. And uh, before we let you go, uh, Peter, just let me ask you, uh, we're coming into kind of the Christmas holiday season, traditionally a big uh, season for uh, movies. We've had a return to the theater as of late. Is there anything on your radar that should be on our radar? Absolutely. I mean, um, two of the films that are opening well, this week, uh, I think probably my favorite movie of the year is uh, Jane Campion's The Power of the Dog. It's this kind of gothic Western starring um, Benedict Cumberbatch and Kirsten Dunst. It's really a great, it's almost like a Hitchcock thriller. I don't want to say too much about it, but definitely see it. It's it's opened already at the Tiff Bell Lightbox. And opening today is King Richard, with starring Will Smith. Uh, that's the story of Venus and Serena Williams, the tennis stars, but it's told from the point of view of their dad, who was the one driving the driving the ship, so to speak. A really well-done film, which I think is going to be very prominent with the Oscars. So just this weekend alone, there's those two films. And uh, a lot of films that didn't open in 2020 that were held out are now opening now. So it's going to be a very busy fall season. Mm -hmm. Have you been able to see Spencer? I have. I love Spencer. Uh, that, uh, you know, it's funny. It seems to be dividing critics. Um, it's a um, fantastic movie. It's, it's, it's a bit more like a fable. As, as they say right up front, it's a fable based on a true story. But if you're interested in mental health and, and the, you know, particularly how um, mental health of women, I think it, you can approach it from that point of view. It's tremendous performance by Kristen Stewart who I think will be nominated for Best Actress. Um, yeah, I've been hearing that. I highly recommend, yeah. Yeah. Peter, really appreciate the time as always. Always Good a pleasure. pleasure talking movies with you. Have a great weekend. You too. Thanks a lot. There's Bye -bye. film critic Peter Howell with us, and we're back after this break here on Global News Radio. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone. Like Andy's kid. 
<laughs> For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.